Welcome to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. This is a special message Rick preached on how God not only provides for our needs, but blesses us as well. If you need encouragement to believe in the abundant provision of God, this message is for you. Thanks for joining us today. Get ready to be inspired and motivated to live a high-impact life. Now, here's Rick. Great to uh, to be here today, and uh, you know, really excited about what God's going to do. Because we are in a challenging season. It's really something. You know, you think about. First, we go through over two years of a pandemic. Who's ever been through a pandemic? Nobody, right? It's over 100 years ago. So we go through that, and I guess we're still in it to some degree. And then it's going to be over and everything's going to be great. Is that what happened? No, now we're paying like the most we've ever paid for gas. We have skyrocketing inflation. And... Uh, Scott was, Bergen's son Scott was just over with his new baby. And what do you think they're talking about? The shortage of baby formula? I read something, and this should concern all of you. The next shortage may be coffee. That's when we have to say, that's it. It's over. That happens, this whole country is going to be in an uproar. You know, Dunkin' Donuts, right? (laughs) From... (laughs) I love that. Everyone where I'm from in Virginia I always think it's funny when I say, so I say Dunkin' Donuts instead of Dunkin' Donuts. Of course, it's now just what? Dunkin', but we'll all still call it Dunkin' Donuts here. So we're in this incredibly challenging season. And you say, man, why are, you know, why are we going through this? And, and yet it's happened before many times. A number of years ago, I went to, uh, not that many, I guess, I went to Israel. You know, when you go to Israel, you want to go to Jerusalem, you want to go to Bethlehem, Nazareth, the Sea of Galilee. You want to see all the stuff with Jesus. But there's more to Israel, things that happen in the Old Testament, yes? And in the Old Testament, they talk about the wilderness. And in the wilderness, we decided we would take this two-mile hike. Well, it turns out... There's not just a wilderness. There's actually 20. There's 20 wildernesses in the Bible. The particular one we went to near Beersheba is where Elijah fled when Ahab and Jezebel were after him. That, that wilderness. But before going to Israel in my whole life, I thought that the wilderness was a lot of sand, like a desert. And there is a lot of sand there. But I was really surprised when we started hiking because it wasn't just flat sand. There were boulders and there were rocks and it was really kind of a challenging environment to get around in. And I realized that the the wilderness is not just sand. There's more to it than that. And in the Bible, where you see the wilderness, it is a picture. And here's what it is a picture of, hardship and suffering. So, if we could go into the Bible and see the people of Israel, the Hebrew people in the wilderness, the same kind of wilderness that we're in right now, and see what God did for them, we could understand what God will do for us. Amen? That's the beauty of the Word of God. It's given to us. It's timeless. And the truths then 
3,000 years ago can apply to what's happening right now today. So, if you remember the story, and listen, if you don't, I'm going to tell it to you. The people of Israel, the Hebrew people, escape bondage and slavery in Egypt, and they launch out into the wilderness. They're supposed to go to the promised land, but because of unbelief, God says you're not going to enter into the promised land yet. A whole generation will have to die off first. So if you've thought two plus years in the wilderness was long, imagine 40 years. 40 years walking in circles. 40 years with bolt climbing over boulders and rocks and squeezing sand between your toes. And how many people did this involve? Scholars say, well, the Bible tells us there were 600,000 men. Scholars say there were probably between 2 million and 2.5 million people. All in the wilderness. Walking around in the wilderness. And what did God do for his people? He provided for their needs. The first thing that you need when you're out there in the wilderness is water. Now, there is some water in the wilderness, but not enough water. So, God provided water, do you remember how? Out of a rock. Now, just so we're clear throughout this entire description of what God did, we understand that water can come forth, but not enough water for two and a half million people, unless it's a miraculous kind of water, amen? So God provided miraculously water. Then the people needed something to eat. So God provided manna from heaven. You know what the word manna means? It's really funny. What is it? The people looked at it and said, what is it? That's what they called it, the what is it stuff. It covered the ground every morning. Now, you know it's miraculous because Food, sort of like bread, doesn't just show up on the ground every morning. The other thing you know is that they would collect it and it would, it would rot if they tried to collect more than one day's supply, except when? When the Sabbath came because they weren't supposed to collect. So on that day it lasted two days, every other day it lasted one day. Then the people said, yeah, you know, this man is okay, but we want meat. I can appreciate that. I, I, I want I want me too. I, I hope there will be meat at this picnic today because uh, that's what I'm looking for. So God said, all right, I'll send you meat. And he sent a wind again, miraculously, and blew all these quail down to the people of Israel. My dad is a hunter, he's still alive, 90 years old, but he's not hunting anymore, thank God. He does not have a gun. He's not using a gun anymore. That I know of. That I know of. But he hunted for years, loved to hunt a fowl because, you know, deer, and you know, it's great, but birds are hard to shoot. So pheasant, duck, and quail. And if you ask my dad, what's the most delicious bird out there, he would say quail. God sends them the most delicious meat. God provides. God provides, God provides, God continues to provide. 
And friends, God has provided for us even in this pandemic. Amen? He has. Because however bad a mil losing a million people is, and there's no way to sh say that isn't terrible, but how many more could it have been? How much worse could it have been? And I'll just stand up here as the testimony. Five countries, 16 states, 70-something flights, church, gym, restaurants. I've never had COVID. So God can protect us. Of course, every time I say that, my wife's like, you're going to get COVID now for saying that. Still haven't. God provides therapeutics. God provides vaccines in record time. I mean, it could have been so much worse. So much worse. God provides. He's... He's provided. And, and I just want to say right now, you say, yeah, but I mean the stock market and, and inflation and the gas prices. God's going to provide. Amen? I'll say it one more time to get a real good amen. God's going to provide. Amen. He provided for the people of Israel. He'll provide for us. Same God. Same all-powerful God. God is not lacking in miracle power. He can do whatever needs to be done. God can take care of it. He's going to take care of your needs. And all you need to do is simply call out to God and ask for His provision. He is the God who sees the need and provides the need. Yahweh, Jireh, which means the God who sees and provides. He sees the need, He provides the need. When, it, they're linked together. In other words, God, when God sees, God provides. He doesn't see and go, well, that must be rough. Good luck with that. God sees the need, God provides for the need. God sees the need, God provides for the need. God sees your need, God will provide for your needs. And I could stop right now, and that would be a good message. And you could say, wow, that was a short sermon. We all get to go home. But there is more. Deuteronomy chapter 32 and verse 13 says this. He nourished them with honey from the rock. He nourished them with honey from the rock. Deuteronomy 32, 13. Psalm... 8116 Psalm 8116 says with honey from the rock I would satisfy you God nourished them with honey from the rock God satisfied them with honey from the rock honey from the rock speaks of God's now listen abundant provision not provision, God's abundant provision. What did Jesus say in John 10.10? 10? I've come that you might have life and have it abundantly. Abundance. The word there literally in the Greek means with surplus. With surplus. Not just the need being met, but beyond the need. Or to say it another way, God provided for their needs 
He fed them. He gave them the meal. And then God said, you're getting dessert too. And I love that because I love dessert. A meal's good, dessert is better. I was once on an ice cream diet, as a matter of fact. It was, it was amazing, amazing thing. All right, that's great. I want, I, want, I want that dessert. I'd like to eat dessert before the meal. But think about it, friends, because this is an incredible truth. That God does not simply provide for us, God blesses us. You want to write it down? God provides for our needs, God blesses us with abundance. We don't serve a God that just says, right, I'll make sure you got enough to survive. We don't survive, we thrive. We are not just surviving, we are thriving. Why? Because of the goodness of God. We sang about it today, the goodness of God. God's goodness is such that He's such a loving Father any father really loves his kids doesn't just say, you got clothes, you got a meal, be happy. You provide for their needs and then you give them blessings too. Then you give them sweets too. You give them gifts beyond. I mean, really, if you gave your kids like underwear and socks, you know, they'd be like, really? Like, that's not a gift. You, those things are just things you provide for me. I want the gifts. I want the toys. God gives us toys. Some of us have them. I might have a little Italian convertible, maybe. God gives us toys. We don't need them. I don't need to drive around in a convertible, but I want to. And God says, here's a little honey from the rock. Now you might think, well, okay, how did this work exactly, Pastor Rick? So remember I was telling you about the rocks and the boulders? So there would be these crevices in between the rocks and the boulders, and there would be the honeycomb, and then they would go there, and they would get the honey from the honeycomb. But again, as I said, with all of this provision of God, it's miraculous. You don't have enough honey for two and a half million people with some honeycombs in, in a rock or two. You're going to have to have miraculous provision. As a matter of fact, I was doing a little research. How, how do you like this? How much it takes to, to make honey? Two million. It takes two million flowers to make one pound of honey. So God had to do something miraculous to provide enough honey from the rock to meet all the needs of his people. And he met their needs and he blessed them besides. Even in tough times, God's still blessing people. That's what you need to hear today. The blessings of God do not stop just because times are tough. They continue. They continue because a loving God is not just going to provide for our needs and give us the bare minimum. A loving God is going to say, I want to bless you. I want to provide for you, yes, and I want to bless you with the sweetness, with desserts. You don't just get the meal, you get dessert as well. And it's a powerful truth to just get into your spirit today. I remember a couple of years back, my wife came to me, you know, she's always wanting to, you know, eat healthy and all that sort of stuff. And she said, we need to start eating Greek yogurt. I said, all right. So I tasted it. 
And I'm like, I am not eating this. I am not eating this Greek, nasty Greek yogurt. So she says, well, let me put some blueberries and walnuts in it. And so I tried it with the blueberries and walnuts. And it is better than just the plain Greek yogurt. But I said, nope, still not going to do it. She said, what about if we put some honey in it as well? And when I ate the Greek yogurt with honey, I could do it. I could do it. Now I'm going to live like five years longer because of the honey. I was on a plane coming up here and there was a young mother with a little child, like one year old kid. You know, God bless these mothers, right? Like you're going to take a little kid on an airplane and you know, he's jumping all around and everything. And so when he was getting kind of rambunctious, the, the mom said, you want some Cheerios? And the little kid's like, yeah, 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 some word that would be Cheerios in regular English. And so she gets out the Cheerios and the little kids eat the Cheerios. But the big kids do not eat Cheerios, plain old Cheerios. So the people at General Mills said, let's come up with something new, Honey Nut Cheerios. And now people eat the Cheerios. The honey makes the difference. The sweetness makes the difference. And I thought, you know, I wonder if that's all there is to honey. Is it just, you know, that it's a sweet and a sweetener and makes things that don't taste that good taste better. And then I came across this scripture in Psalm 24, verse 13. Honey is good for you, my children, and it tastes sweet. Psalm 24, 13. Honey is good for you and it tastes sweet. All right. I know the sweet part. So honey is good for you. So I started doing some research about honey. Is honey good for you? It turns out honey is good for you. This is from the Mayo Clinic. The Mayo Clinic says antioxidants in honey may be associated with a reduced risk of heart disease. Eucalyptus honey and citrus honey act as a reliable cough suppressant for some people. Honey may offer antidepressant, anticonvulsant, and anti-anxiety benefits from honey. You understand the Hebrew people are not like walking through the desert stopping at the local CVS for their medicine. The honey is their medicine. Honey, here's another one. Topical use of honey promotes wound healing. You cut yourself out in the wilderness, what are you going to do? The honey. Honey can help someone to overcome antibiotic-resistant MRSA and staph infection. Honey. Here with all of our pharmaceuticals and all the stuff we come up with and what can help us, something that's natural and that God blessed the people of Israel with 3,000 years ago. Honey can help with insomnia. Honey can help with asthma, allergies. Pretty good. What does the Bible say? Honey is good for you and it tastes sweet. It's good for you and it tastes sweet. God gives us something 
blesses the people of Israel with something that's good for them and tastes sweet, gives them dessert, but also gives them something that can help them in many other ways. God is going to provide and bless for his people through this pandemic, through these economic challenges. And when they were over and they will be over, God will continue to bless his people. That's where you have to say a big amen. So I'm going to give you another chance. When this pandemic's over and when all this financial stuff is gone, God is still going to bless his people. Amen. Going to keep blessing. Going to keep blessing. Going to keep blessing. God's going to keep blessing because that's what God does. He continues to bless his people. He continues to not just provide for us. And the provision is vitally important. Uh, I don't want to sort of skip to the second half of the message and forget the first part, because you do need God's provision. Absolutely. People do need to be able to eat. We do need our basic needs met. And it isn't as if God is only interested about beyond that. No, God begins with meeting the basic needs that we have. He knows that about us. He understands that about us. He loves his children. He wants to provide for us. So the situation that you may find yourself in right now, God will meet your needs. He is the God that sees it. And he will supply and provide for it. Your responsibility, my responsibility, is to do what? Tell God about it. Go to God in prayer. Ask for God's provision. And this is the kind of prayer that you can pray. You can say, God, your name means that you see the need and provide. So I know that you see my need. I know that you know What's going on in my life? You, I have this health situation. I have this financial situation. I have this relationship problem. I have this mental, emotional issue. You know I have this need. And you said that you would see the need and provide for the need. I'm asking you to provide for me. I'm asking for your healing, for your provision. I'm asking for your wisdom and guidance. That may be your need. You may be right at the crossroads here. You know, which way do you go? Which direction do you take? And you may be right there. And you know that if you make the wrong decision, it could really hurt your life. And you know you make the right decision, it could really bless your life. I made a right decision here a long, long time ago. It has really, really blessed my life. It set me out on a path, a pathway of making decisions and seeking God's direction. You know, that night that Pastor Bill was talking about, one of um, Pastor Bill, late, the late Pastor Bill Webb, sister came up to me afterwards, because I was kind of shell-shocked, to be honest with you. I had no interest in going into the ministry. I had an interest in being like rich and famous, not <laughs> being in the ministry. That was not on my plan. And I had a pretty good path I was going on and so I was kind of stunned by the whole thing and she came up to me and she said I want to give you a scripture out of Thessalonians faithful is he who calls you who will also bring it to pass that was a long time ago that was over 40 years ago and here's what I can stand right here now I stood right there I'll stand right there now I stood right here over 40 years ago, faithful is he who calls you also bring the past. And 40 years later, I can say, faithful 
God has been faithful and he has brought it to pass. That's the truth. It's a good God. He's a good God. Provides for us, blesses us. And those blessings, I tell you, you know, on, on social media, you hashtag blessed, you know, it's kind of like a thing, but it's a real thing. You know, it's not like a social media thing. It's like a real thing, like hashtag blessed. Like I am a living, breathing example of the blessings of God. I am telling you, if you just keep following Jesus, you will live a blessed life. You will live a blessed life. You will have your needs met and you will have dessert as well. My youngest son, Wes, has, likes to say after things are good, he'll say like, sweet, you know, just like, sweet. And maybe you say that too. And maybe if you don't, maybe you should start saying it. And every time you say it, when you say sweet, you should think, honey in the rock the sweetness of God's blessing. It's sweet. Yeah, it's sweet. And it's sweet because God is blessing me with another sweet. I asked my sister-in-law if she'd pick this up for me at the big Y, which we do not have in Virginia. Jar of honey. According to statistics, half the people in America have honey in their household. So you may be in that half, maybe you're not in that half. Here's what I think you should do. Get some honey, get it in a jar, put it in your kitchen, put it in your bathroom, put it somewhere you see in the morning. And every morning, put an extra coffee pot. And every morning, when you wake up, there's honey in the rock. And God's gonna bless me. God's going to provide for my needs. God's going to do more than just provide for my needs. God's going to give me the sweets. God's going to give me the dessert. God's going to give me the abundance. God is going to nourish me and satisfy me. I feel like nourishment is like the meal. And then dessert is the satisfaction. Like, that was a good meal. All I need is like key lime pie. And this would be perfect. That was a good meal. All I need is like an ice cream sundae, and then I will be satisfied. And that's the God we serve. And some of you, and I, I just have to say this because I've just been around a lot of people, ministered to a lot of folks. Some of you, for whatever reason, got the wrong message somewhere along the line. You don't think that's the kind of God you serve. You think God's like, yeah, you better do right, and if you do, I won't smash you, and I'll let you live. But we have a God who came that we might have life and have it, say it with me, abundantly, with surplus. Because there is honey in the rock. Amen? Let's pray together. Will you close your eyes with me for just a moment? Try not to move around just for a second here. And, and close your eyes, not because, you know, anything weird is going to happen. Just because I want you to focus and concentrate. Like, even though we're in a group in a church with people, there's actually nobody but you because you're focused on your own life. Have you been anxious and worried about what's going on? 
Are you fearful about the future? Wondering what's happening in our country and what's happening in this world? Or maybe what's happening in your own family or job or health? And today, God wants you to give it to Him. So I just want to pray with you right now. And I just want you to agree with me, just even quietly. You can say amen if you want, or you can just say it in your own heart. Whatever part of this prayer is for you, that you, we just agree together. The Bible says we're to agree. Let's just agree together right now. Lord Jesus, I just pray for everyone listening to my voice. In this church, online, people that will hear this message later on down the road, wherever they are, whoever they are, I pray for them right now. If they're struggling right now with fear about the future, I pray that you will just minister peace into their heart. Give them courage and make them strong. For those that are anxious right now, they just have such anxiety. They're struggling in their, their mental health and in their emotional well-being. I pray, God, that you would just minister to them right now, that you would meet their need. For those that are in a financial challenge and what's happening is just... They're just really struggling now because the gas is so much more expensive and everything's gone up and they don't know how they're going to make it. And I pray, God, that you'll just tell them, speak to them today. Their needs will be met. You will meet their needs. Whatever need someone has today, just a few I've mentioned, there's many, many more. Whatever need they have, I pray, God, they'll just give it to you right now. Say, God, this is my need. And you're the God that sees the need and provides for it. And then, I, God, I just pray for everyone. And I pray, God, you would bless them with honey from the rock. The sweetness will flow in their lives. You will give them abundance. You will satisfy them. You will not just feed them a meal, but you will serve them dessert as well. That they will have such a sweetness in their life. And they'll feel so blessed and they'll only have gratitude to you because they'll know it came from you. That you will bless them. That you will encourage them today. And we speak this prayer to you. And everyone said, Amen. You've been listening to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for tuning in. And we look forward to you joining us for our next episode.